Alright, hi and welcome everyone to the Eli Kavan Project. So today is a sports podcast, so I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, analytics, sports analytics. So specifically, you know, I want to target people that um, are interested in, in doing sports analytics in the future like myself and, you know, more the data science side of it, or inter- you know, interpreting the data and whatnot, not necessarily, you know, writing about it like you might read in sports articles. Um, so first I want to kind of break down what's important to study, what are some of the things that I've studied and kind of, you know, where you can get resources to learn more. So just, you know, the math, I, I obviously, um, like to focus on the math. The math that's important is obviously statistics. Uh, linear algebra is really big. That's working with like matrices or it's, you know, if you, any kind of like structured data, like columns and rows, that's basically, you know, that's the background of linear algebra. When you want to understand how to manipulate those types of objects, it's very useful to know linear algebra. And then finally, maybe a little bit of calculus. This is, you know, sports statistics, so this is the one kind of field where you can get away with not knowing uh, calculus. Uh, The programming languages, so um, SQL, or some type of like query languages, so you know, you have to know how to access tables and, and pull results from them, pull certain columns from a table and, you know, do stuff to those columns, manipulate them. Python Spark is kind of the way data science is going um, just because Python is so easy to use and works well with, you know, large pieces, large structured data. Spark specifically is useful for big data, like that's how you that's what when you talk about like running things on clusters of computers or cloud computing that's what you use spark for and finally machine learning which is also it's not a language it's you know within python or other languages and it's it's used basically for model development and i'll uh, talk a little bit more about that in a bit uh... sites you should check out websites i just I highly recommend kaggle i've been on that for three or four months now it's just it's great they have little courses that you can do in like you know a few days and you do the exercises and stuff and then you can pull um, pull those you know pull the code from that those exercises and work on them and also see other people's like repositories like it's kinda like a mini github so you know it's been great they, they provide you know free space so you can work like through little Jupyter notebooks so if you don't wanna download Anaconda, let's say, you can just go on Kaggle and do that all online. It's just a really great site. Udemy, um, you know, is another site I've been using for courses and and learning different programming tips. Uh, I'm lucky I I have like a free account from work, but you know, you you have to pay usually for those kind of courses. Okay, so let's get more into the nitty gritty. Um, So I'm just going to break down some of the different methods we use to um, study data with, with sports. So one is machine learning and obviously you can get much more in depth in the different types of um, you know tools you can use within machine learning but what's it good for it's, so like I said it's good for model development so you can get the computer to train and test data and, and using the this train and test data using some data that you train the, the model on and then some data that you test it on you can make predictions based on the columns or the features what we call you give it right so one thing I did on my website which I'm gonna link I'm gonna shamelessly plug is you know I took some play-by-play data for um, the NFL 
and I looked at you know how does certain data like you know how far you are to a first down and how many yard what yard line you're at and how many um, are you doing a pass or a run and whatnot and how that contributes to a first down and then I had the the computer spit out what it thought would it be a first down or not and compared it to what actually happens and I did pretty good because machine learning it can do really well on even like simpler models like that uh, regression so that's more of a straight statistics kind of thing it's been around for a while but what's it good for it's it's used for trends and specifically outliers so if I go to a different sport here like uh, you know let's say even baseball right it's great at um, predicting overperformances and how some performances will like regress towards the mean in, in quotes right so like the classic thing with baseball is like BABIP that's batting average on balls in play so if you have a very large BABIP well that could be just lucky because usually the league might only you know the league is at a, a certain BABIP every year let's say 300 so if you're at like a three you know 333 BABIP you're 33 percent above league average so you know maybe you are super super fast but most likely, even if you are super fast, you're going to regress a bit the next year. It's unlikely that you're going to have a 335 that up the next year. Right? So that's what regression's for. You're able to, to see trends and outliers. Simple trends. It's not always possible, too, um, just depending on what your data looks like. Right? Uh, then there's density en uh, estimation. So when I say density estimation, um, basically that's, you know, uh, modeling the distribution, right, the statistical distribution of a histogram. So you get some histogram of data and you want to fit a curve to it, but you're not going to fit, you know, like, this is more like, you know, in logistical regression, you're trying to fit a polynomial curve or a straight line to a, a bunch of data. When you want to fit a curve to a histogram, it's going to be more like a bell curve, a normal distribution usually, or some other type of distribution like that. Right? And this is useful when comparing different players, so, so specifically comparing one player to another. So this is how we get, like, if you ever hear, again, switching to another sport like basketball, let's say, like, you know, player A is a 95th percentile shooter, or even, you know, if we go to football, you know, he's in the 96th percentile uh, sprint speed, and he's in the 76th percentile. So you get those kind of numbers by having this large histogram of all the of all the players and what's the mean and how far are you from the mean that will tell you what percentile you are right uh, and then finally uh, Markov chains Monte Carlo this is all under the forecasting umbrella right so um, I probably have the least amount of experience in this in this area but basically you can use these tools Monte Carlo and Markov chains to forecast what's gonna happen in the future um, so like you know most people use Mo Monte Carlo to create you know season simulations which is something I eventually want to do like you can simulate how an NFL season will go on and the way it works is kind of they end up um, like uh, getting these histograms and, and forming these histograms and then constantly updating them based on these other parameters so there, it is kind of uh, complex Markov processes a Markov process isn't actually that um, crazy it's just a process that can go up or down it's uh, they're, they're often used to predict how stocks will change but then you know you need to put in all these extra parameters and whatnot so that they're they're good uh, models right like it's not that hard to do a um, to, to simulate these kind of processes just by you know having this normal distribution that changes as time goes on 
but it's hard to make it actually very accurate, right? And so like I said, I'm going to shamelessly plug my website. It's Eli Kavan, so E-L-I-C-A-V-A-N dot U-Craft dot site. I'm going to put that in the uh, description. And I have some data science projects there with, you know, density estimation, regression, and machine learning. So if, if you guys are interested, if the one person listening to this is, is interested, check that out and um, hopefully you can learn something. All right. So... Uh, Thanks for listening today. Again, always uh, feel free to leave me questions um, or leave a review so that other people can uh, hear about this podcast. So thanks again. See you next week.